Hi, this is Shannon from SIS, the number four teachers.org. Thanks so much for joining me for my blog this week on our Math Mites reflection. It is so hard to believe that we recorded, produced, edited, and sent off to be hosted on the PBS Michigan Learning Channel, our 112th Math Mites show. As we tie a bow on the season, and on the school year, I thought it would be fun to look back at how this opportunity went from an idea to reality and what the past five months or 12 months really has been like for SIS for Teachers as we've developed something like this. Much of the consultant work we were doing during COVID was through Zoom and we weren't really able to interact with teachers as much as we are now. However, with some of the new schools that we've added, I've actually been able to get out and present in person, masked and in small groups, of course, but it's amazing to get back out into the field and present in person. It's something I always love to do. As I've introduced myself these past few months and give a background of the things we've been created and accomplished at SIS, it almost sometimes feels surreal to me. One of the first things that we accomplished the minute COVID hit was a virtual math series, which was called SIS for Students. I remember vividly going to bed on Thursday night, not sure if I was even gonna send my own kids to school this next day and thinking we have to do something. We knew education was on the brink of a disaster, potentially disastrous change, especially in the schools we worked with to raise student achievement in math. As I thought about the uncertainty of what was to come, one thing I decided to do was start recording videos. It's something I've always wanted to do. Presenting to a group of teachers is one thing, but to be able to expand and reach the instruction with on-demand videos is quite another and has potential to reach many more educators. Even when I was teaching in the classroom, I'd think about how I could help my own students in my building or in my district. But as a presenter, how much more of the impact could I have on multiple school districts? So I began to think about how I could create that video content that people could go back and use over and over again. Well, when COVID hit, I was thinking of my primary audience as teachers, but I also thought about parents who suddenly found themselves being teachers. Whether they were staying at home with moms and dads or engineers or hygienists, they probably never really expected to be teaching their children as well. So that's why we launched SIS for Students as quickly as we could to provide support to anyone responsible for educating a child during the weeks of early quarantine. I definitely laugh looking back at my technology journey as we started producing videos. Early on, I literally hung an iPad above my kitchen table. With teaching math, you can't just have a webcam or a PowerPoint. You need to have an aerial view so you can show the hands-on problem solving. I did a lot of trial ones with different softwares that would let me write with my mouse, but it never looked right. I tried using a document camera, but my document camera always lagged. I even tried using a pen on my iPad to see if I could solve problems and explain thinking. Screencastify ended up being good in early on in my, for a solution. My first stage of creating videos was, let's just say, not the best. I had to have an iPad high enough so I would be able to show something on a dry erase board. And I still have a dent on my kitchen table from when the high iPad contraption that I came up with wasn't secure enough as it needed to. 
but I knew that I could create good content that I could get out to people who could use it right away. So I partnered up with some of my friends in Ohio to create a really great video series. We ended up with five weeks of content, each with a different theme, numeracy to math tasks. And you can still access all of that on our website at sisforteachers.org backslash sisforstudents. After the success of SIS for Students, as, we, as the year progressed, my husband kept talking about how we could expand the video creation portion of SIS and maybe even build a studio in our house. My husband has a big TV background as a producer of Good Morning America for 16 years in New York. As encouraging as he was, though, I couldn't imagine having the time to record everything. I was traveling all over the country to different schools to present, coaching almost every day in some schools, committing, you know, committing to work intimately with them for three to four years at a time with the schools we were working with. That's definitely a passion that I probably won't ever give up as I'm able to record myself in my video content. I really have seen how it can create a larger bandwidth. Once I finally agreed, my husband told me we were going to create a sling studio that could be portable. We could take it back from our house or our cottage. I could use my kids as models to help me with playing different games. The goal? Well, let's create a membership website. The Molding Math Mindset's M-Cube membership website was something I've always wanted to do, but really could never envision what it would look like. So I thought I'd start recording content. I started with video tutorials on our DecoDot games, then Fraction, the progression of multiplication, progression of division, until I had a whole menu of content that could, I could present to teacher in a user-friendly way that they could access it whenever they needed, just as with a few clicks. I thought maybe if there was a new teacher in the building that missed the training on numeracy talks at the beginning of the year, they could go in and download the information they needed to get up to speed. Of course, with COVID, this idea grew to encompass creating content for teachers who were teaching virtually or who were just overwhelmed with everything they needed to do a lesson and it was already done for them. In the basement of our house, we created a studio with different lightings, not just for my kitchen lights. It wasn't the most high-tech thing, but it was a sling studio that we could sling from at one point in time just to the PowerPoint or to the overhead, but not on camera yet. I actually wasn't even interested in going on camera, but both our web designer and my husband were really encouraging to get me on my in face on camera, which is not something I had really felt comfortable with, even though I present in front of hundreds of people. We developed a ton of different videos through those months that showed how to play different math games, but it was really just a PowerPoint to overhead and PowerPoint to overhead, trying to give as much information as I could to create a resource that was useful and possible for everyone to be able to access. I started creating different things like accountability sheets, the game boards that we had had used and every teacher could use to be successful. If you wanted instructional part to create the video, you could download the PowerPoint if you wanted. You could even edit the PowerPoint I created and put in your own numbers. We came out with some really awesome series. One of my favorite was the place value series where I taught teachers how to use the place value strips to be teaching the place value basics and adding more and less to doing rounding and estimating. Another series that I really had a great time doing was our visual models for word problems, which every teacher needs at their fingertips to help students with different genres, if you will, of word problems. We, cre we cre created and continue adding to the really great membership website 
website. It's far, hard for me to even wrap my head around that we have produced over 150 videos that are in the membership site on top of 112 videos for the Math Might Show. You can get all the details about becoming a member here. Meanwhile, with COVID changing every day, I was thinking about my job and how it would look different. Instead of doing coaching and presenting, could I do Zoom trainings, more video coaching? And out of this, we started a conversation with PBS and Detroit Public Television about launching something called the Michigan Learning Channel. The Michigan Learning Channel was going to be a special channel that they wanted to host in the state of Michigan, not necessarily just to a address the COVID slide and to help parents at kids are home, but also to sustainable channel that could produce educational content for the next five years. They were looking for a math show for kindergarten first, second, and third that would be great for parents, teachers, and students alike, where there'd be downloadable activities for each episode. It would be one of the first original programs the Michigan Learning Channel was going to look at bringing on. Honestly, in the back of my mind, I thought, well, yes, I graduated from my iPad suspended above my table, and now I have a little studio, but wow, a TV show? I mean, I don't even think really know the first thing to do about that. So like any person would, I decided to go ahead and put my hat in the ring. Between my talents and my husband's talents, I thought, let's see what we could come up with. Lo and behold, we got a call in early December, to get things rolling. We decided to call the show The Math Mites after the strategies I developed for the Math Mite characters. I felt the strategies had such a huge difference on teachers and students' lives that now I was going to be able to bring it the math strategies to really be able to come alive. I suddenly now had to get the animated pieces for the intro show. I had to figure out which teachers would host the kindergarten, first, second, and third grade shows. I really knew I wanted to be one of the teachers and of course I picked second grade because there's a lot of math might development in that grade and that was something I'm really passionate about. Fortunately, I was able to work with magic and find some rock star teachers in various project schools that I had worked on. So I had asked Alicia Gray to host the kindergarten show, Tiffany Markovich to host the first grade show, and Rhonda Askew to do our third grade show. As we worked on getting those logistics in place, I started to think about the content we were going to use. Where are we going to get the content for four grade levels? We were able to get permission to use the beta version of illustrative math as some of the backbones of the show. Illustrative math is a program that's coming out in July. Read about it more here. And the content goes right along with some of our signature SIS things that we do with math, such as the math might strategies and number talks and numeracy talks and visual models with our friend, Professor Barbel and more. I was adamant that I did not want the Math Might Show to be something that kids had seen for a last year, which was a Zoom and looking at a little box and their teacher on a screen. I wanted it to be more interactive. I wanted kids to be able to see the teacher on camera, but then go to the PowerPoint and then go to activities on the overhead and to be, well, engaged. It's 16-minute TV spot. How hard could this be, right? <laughs> the idea sounded not terrible, but... We had to think practical. What would a TV show producing studio look like? Our little swing studio wasn't going to cut it. My husband had to figure out which cameras and which lighting we would do and help to construct it. And then probably the, whole, the hardest part of the whole adventure was DPTV wanted us to produce eight 
videos a week, two for every grade levels for a total of 112 shows. Once we started the project in early December, we literally hit the ground running. We created PowerPoints, making our content not only engaging, but high quality, trying to train teachers who use the teaching to front of the classroom to now do it on camera. Of course, I have presented, I have presented, I had the whole presenting thing down, no problem. But being on camera and being recorded is a whole different story, especially when you have to be able to articulate things in different ways. And of course, to be able to help another teacher encapsulate the ideas from the content I wrote was a challenge that I was not really expecting. For each so, we had a PowerPoint for which we created an extension activity. Then we had to do our detailed production notes. The teachers knew when they were going to be on camera or when they were going to be on the overhead or when they were going to be on PowerPoint. I had to script out what I wanted them to say and, of course, hoping they'd also ad-lib some of their own teaching style based on the content of the show. The hours that went into developing the show was astounding. It certainly took a lot longer in the beginning, but as time went on, we worked like clockwork. Still, the amount of hours that my husband and I put in to the show was astronomical. We spent weekends shooting in the studio, thinking it would maybe take teachers about an hour to shoot a 16-month spot, where sometimes it ended up being seven or eight hours to shoot that spot. One thing I can tell you, looking back at the situation, as stressful as it was, it was so rewarding. And to see what we've accomplished is really nothing short of amazing. We created 112 shows from the ground up. We had one other editor helping us, but my husband, Scott McCartney, did the majority of the legwork. He's certainly, he's certainly talented in what a producer does, but went above and beyond with the animations and the different things he did to make the show come alive. The Math Might shows has been airing on our local PBS station, but you can find all 112 shows on the Michigan Learning Channel or our new website, mathmites.org. But the resource of the Math Might show did not stop at the actual episode. Our web designer gave the Mass Mites their own website. In each show page, you can find the download, the extension activities, but you have a whole list of supporting virtual manipulatives, other related sources, products for in the SIS for Teachers site. There are also teacher guides for each Math Mites show explaining a little bit about the concepts and the problems we use in the show, what strategies we used and why, and even what manipulatives we chose and why. I love being at a trainer and being able to say, since you're doing a place value, why don't you check out this Math Mites episode? Because there's a whole episode on it. It's a great tool to be able to offer to schools that can really enhance the curricular pieces they're already doing. So looking back on the experience, honestly, it was a blur. Typically, you'd be six to 12 months to develop the types of show we did, but we ended up doing it in a very short period of time. We look back at the first shows and laugh at the lighting and the different things that we did, and we certainly have had amazing bloopers where a word that I said didn't make sense or the fact that the problem actually didn't even go together. We really had a great time getting to know Tiffany, Alicia, and Rhonda. We had Laura, our amazing assistant in the studio with us, doing the timings of the show, all the manipulative prep. It's really hard to imagine what happens behind the scene of creating a show like this. But now, having the experience, I've definitely gotten to the root of what it is like to be an educator trying to create a TV show. It's been a really, really rewarding experience. Looking forward, we don't know what the future will hold for the fall. 
I know there's a large interest for us to continue the Math Might shows doing September through December and then finishing out the school year that we missed this year. The idea would really be able to have a library of shows, two per week per grade level, that you'd be able to use in different school, sites, different school districts. What a great resource. I won't lie, there were bumps in the road, but we ended up working all those things out and we were able to create something I think that is really incredible and hopefully will leave an imprint on education today. It's hard to capture everything I wanted to say in this video and to be able to share you with my experience and all the people I want to thank for this amazing opportunity. I definitely want to thank the people at the Michigan Learning Channel for taking a chance on SIS for Teachers for their first original programming. There are three people in particular I really want to thank for their hard work and support. We have our own Laura D, Sherry, and of course, my husband, Scott McCartney. I truly could not have done this project without all the details, without everyone working together. Together, we have created a masterpiece, and I'm thankful for the expertise and dedication you brought to the table to help make my vision into a reality. Of course, I also want to thank Alicia Gray, Tiffany Markovich, and Rhonda Askew for the hours you put in into taking my content and bringing it to life on screen.